0: Today's daf is Daf Samachtes, page 69. And we pick up from the very, very top word on Daf Samachtes, Amar Aleph. We're going to have a beautiful, beautiful uh, Gemara ahead of us. And uh, let's give a quick introduction as to what the initial Shugya, at least, is about. We are going to have a new Mishnah on Amar Beis that's going to redirect the conversation. But here we go. Yesterday what we'll call Mesiyach Tumai, which means in the course of conversation, we mentioned a brysa, which quoted Rebbe to say that, um, Ravuna quoted Rebbe that Parnasa, which is the dowry, it's not like a condition of the ksuba. And we wanted to clarify Ravuna's statement. Within that clarification, we said, hey, in what way are they different? Do you mean to tell me they're different in that? Parnassa could be grabbed from Nechosem mishu bodim, from properties that have a lien. I already know that. Okay, now what does that mean? So here's so so you know so, so here's the conversation. If and this is fascinating. however, listen close. You have a father who passes away, leaves behind an estate. The sons sell some of the land. The daughter can go. And take back the land that was sold, and say, "Hey, that land was my dowry. That was my dowry. You had no right to sell it five years ago." You hit us, because the the father's estate is 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 leaned is a leaned has a shebud has an obligation to her to be able to take into a marriage for her dowry before this b- before any sale until she's so like, until oh, it's like look 120? let's see oh we'll see whether she's a katano as a look good that's going to be like a conversation uh, anything, the problem you know, is we don't know shots know. yet all right that's the so here we go so what happens is like this again again if you sell something that has a lien on it the first person to have a lien on it is going to get it first so if she has a pre-existing lien on the land that it's meant to be her dowry, so then she could go and collect those fields from anyone who her brothers sold it to. Now, that means, and this is gonna be the, this is gonna be the topic, cover. listen closely. What that means is she, her dowry, once the father dies, once he's alive, it's totally up to him. Once he dies, his estate takes on an automatic lien. For the daughters' dowries. And it's not coming to them as an inheritance. It's coming to them as mishubed. They, they get this like lean on their father's real estate. Yes, this is a major kiddish. a major kiddish. Right? But that's, that's going to be the conversation here. When we use the dowry for the daughters, is it that they're, it's becoming theirs as an inheritance? or is it becoming theirs as some sort of lien that's shebud like an iou that comes to the estate for their dowry and we're going to see what the practical differences are in how it's coming the to them all right on. the the, the shibud goes no the shebud goes on when the father dies not when he's alive when he's alive it's totally up to him to decide when to give a dowry if to give a dowry or nothing but once he's dead this shebud would come on here we go if you're bothered, it's good. That means we're copying the, the issue here. So, Rav sent a Shilah to Rebbe, a Rebbe, to Rebbe, but between the lines, which means he sent them a letter, and like between the lines of the letter, he added in this, uh, he added in the following Shila. This was his Mahu. If you have brothers, who have a lean or what we'll just call it, they have these Mishubadim, this land that they sold. Mahu, what is the halacha? As far as the sister going and collecting it back from those who purchased it. Why is not it ha- the, ha- isn't the buyer's problem? Just the buyer's problem. Why is it the Browns? Well the, They it, sold it. Buyers uh, beware. <laughs> buyers beware. They should not. They should look and see if there's a no, sister. No, 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 they had a sister. no, they know, no, 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 Maybe they didn't no, a sister. no, no now, uh, listen, a. if they inform them, fine. Otherwise, the Mekah Toys. Have Yosef Ravchia was sitting in front of Rebbe with, with the shayla. Um, Omar Lehi said to him, Machroi Mishkanu. Is Rav asking a shayla when they sold it or when they used it as a mashka? Meaning, did the brothers borrow and give the land... You know, and, and make it as a lien to these other people, but they didn't really sell it. It's just like a mashkin, a collateral. Or is his shaila when they actually sold it? So I'm like, Rebbe said, mine Kamino, Who cares? Bein machru, bein Whether they sold it or whether it's it could be sold because of a collateral. The halacha is in lefarnasa. It goes back to its original state. Now, obviously, the sons are going to have to reimburse the money for whoever bought it. That's obvious. Yeah, they certainly need to do that. You can't just take money from somebody, give them a land, and then there's a lien on it. and Then it gets taken away. You're, you're going to have to give it back. Okay, so you so you owe it. But so also However, he might see in Hear this: to support the sisters with food. If the lands are sold, the sisters cannot demand that the lands are taken back and then resold or whatever turned for money to give them food. But for a dowry, yeah. It, it, it is a lien, so there's a difference between. Also, ready for this, the girls, the money that's being used from the estate to give them food, is different than the money being used for the estate to give them a dowry. Says Rav, what was Rav's uncertainty? If he's asking about where they actually sold it, so then So then, why didn't Rav, why didn't Rav write? He wrote Ha she shibdu. Why didn't he write ha'achin shamachru? And he mishkanu coming by. And if he's asking about when they used it as a collateral, he should have used that expression as well. Nichtav le mishkanah. The Gemara is now asking a simple question: What's ha'achin shibdu Very vague. The brothers that sold land that had a shibut, some sort of obligation on it. Just right. Write, write, write your question. What do you mean? Is it was it sold? Was it collateral? Right? So, one says, "Rav brother. the reason why he wasn't specific is because he wanted to be vague. He wanted Rebbe to answer him in both scenarios, okay? And therefore, the he thought like this: If I write to Rebbe brothers who are who, who sold the land, Hanicha Ishalachle the then it would make sense if he's, you know, if he tells me that you that she could take her dowry." back from the field, so Koshke and Mishkanu all know that if she could take it when it's sold, how much more so could she take it if it's just there as a a possible collateral for somebody. And if he he sends back to me that that the dowry cannot be collected from sold land, so then I would still have to find out what the halacha is if it was set aside as a mashkin. If I would ask a Shaila about a Mashkin, you're going to say, You can't take it back, you can't take it out. Well, if you can't take out, it's the koshkein makhru. If you can't take back something that's all even set aside as a pledge, how much more so is she not allowed to take away for her dowry something that was totally sold? If I can't take it away as, when it's only collateralized to somebody, when it's completely sold to somebody, how much more so can I not pull it away? They have greater ownership. And claim my Khleim he's going to tell me that Allah says, No, you could take back a. Uh, she, she could take this land as her dowry, which was used as a collateral. So then, Akati Makru I will still have the other shayla, what about when it's sold? And therefore, what did Rav say? I want to cover my bases. So, I'll write an expression that covers both these shilas. shibdu. I'll write any land with a shibud on it. It could have been sold, it could be sitting there as a collateral. It's mashmahachi, It's mashmah both, and I'll get an answer for both. Yeah, get, kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. Okay. Givaldik. So, we have now the, um, the uh, opinion of Rabbi again, that we quoted yesterday, Ravuna. Quoted Rebbe to say that when you have land which was sold by the brothers, the daughters can take that land. There's a lien on the land for their dowry. There's no lien on the land for Parnosa. For, for uh, Par- right, for Mazayinus. Rebbe says no. Rebbe Eich says no. Whether it's for Mazayinus, for food, whether it's for her dowry, ain't for Any land that the brothers already sold, she does not have a lien on that sale. It's a done deal. Finished. It's not part of the estate anymore. As we say in what's the last letter of the Aleph Is tough. It's not there. That's it. Tough luck, right? (laughs) They ask the question, searching for information. According to Rabbi Eichanan, who says that for Mizonos and for Parnassa and for Dowry, she cannot take land that was sold or mashconed. Amora. How could he argue on Rebbe? Did he not hear of Rebbe? The Ishmi a and if he did it, would he have agreed? I not or is Rebbeichin coming to agree, or Rebbeichin coming to argue because he completely disagrees with Rebbe? He says the Gemara Toshma, come and listen to a our Bryson. Our Rebbeichin is going to, have to be backed up with a Bryson, right? So Toshma, come and listen, Dittmar. We learned Misha Mase. A guy dies. Listen to this fascinating story. A guy passes away. He's got two daughters and a son. The kodma Shaina, The first daughter got up. The isor She took her ten percent for dowry. That's what we learned yesterday, right? We don't know what, he, what this guy's up to. We don't know his generosity level. Nobody got none of his kids got married yet. So she gets she takes her ten percent. The ligbais. And now, ready for this, the first daughter took her ten percent. The second daughter hasn't taken yet and the son dies. Listen closely. What do you do now? Because what happened is, ready? The whole estate falls to the two girls now. He has no children up there. Yeah, right, right, right. So the whole estate's going to go to these two sisters. Now the question is... The uncles. No, the sisters. They go to the daughters. It's going to the daughters. So are they going to divide it 50-50? Or do we say... It's a percent? Uh-huh. 10%? Oh, or do we say she already took ten percent? Okay. Now, the reason why I'm saying no, 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 is because Rashi just says give a case where there is no uncles or father, there's or, no uncles, or there's direct. The right. Give a case. People, no, otherwise, it would go up to the uncles. What there's no. That? It would go to a brother first. If, like, if there no are brother, any other brothers? No. Bro- there's two sisters and a brother. But if there's an uncle, then it would. You know, no, right. it would go to daughter before that. Does it? Yeah, yeah. So here's the Shiloh. Does the first one get her ten percent, and then you divide it fifty fifty? Or do we say the whole thing goes 50-50? So says the, says the bride. So Amar So Amar The second daughter is Mevater. What does it mean Mevater? She can't say I also get 10% and then we're going to split it. No. She's you, Mevater. You got 50% of the estate now, sweetheart. Right? So there's, no, there's nothing else to do with your... Uh, there's nothing else anymore to do with your dowry. Mizu i I'll tell you even a, a greater case than this a greater case than this where we say that uh, somebody uh, a bigger hitish where we say that uh, a girl gets her dowry and then an inheritance it, when might see in the if we take money from an estate for a dowry the might see we said that um, we take money. For a dowry, we don't take money for parnassa for her, for, for, for for food. And you're going to say the second daughter gives up her right now to a dowry because she's, uh, she already received an inheritance. Meaning, if a dowry can be taken from a property that's already been, uh, that's already been uh, passed on as an inheritance... And you could say that it was already sold or given away by the brothers, Calvachimer, when it wasn't even sold. Listen again, let me, let me, re, let me reframe this. Previously, we quoted the b'risa to say, if you have brothers who sold land, the girls could come back and take that when it's already out of the estate. They could bring the money back to divide it. Say, Calvachimer, how much more so could they collect money from the estate when it's still there? Now, the Imisa, and if you're going to tell me that this is true, name a lay, man amara. What Rev Yechanan should have said is, man amara, who's the one who said that? Instead of Rev Yechanan responding, no, I argue, Rev Yechanan should have said, Who's, what, was it Rebbe? Because if Rebbe said that, I'm not going to argue. But he didn't do that. He didn't ask that question. But Domba Elma says, Gemara, maybe Rabbi Echina never heard this halacha of Rebbe. And maybe uh, he would agree once he heard that this was Rebbe's halacha. The shiny hasam. But maybe here is different. When you have the two girls and the brother dies, maybe here is different. Because there's a lot of revach in her home. What is revach in her home? See, in the other case, a, a lot of money here. There's already fifty percent. See, previously, she's going to collect her dowry, called the ten percent from the lands that were sold by her brothers to uh, you know either pledged or sold. That's a that's a mere ten percent. But over here, where she's already getting a nice chunk from the father's estate, so she's already taken care of. She's taken care of. So over here, we're not going to give it to her vashi, Alma he says no. That's not the way it works, because according to what we want to say, is like now. It, it, according to what we want to say now is as follows: Don't give her her 10 percent when she already got her 50 percent. She should be happy. What's the response? Not necessarily. If she can get more, why should she be happy? she got 50 percent, but what if got 10 percent more?: Yeah. Sovashi. Exactly. But now, and If she finds something, Yavi Yosayma, she punked, happens to find a diamond on the street. She's thrilled. She now has a $50,000 diamond. So now she shouldn't get a dowry of 10% of the father? What's sheikhs? Let her get both. How's that a difference? Let her get her 10% and then divide it. What I mean is, that maybe it's different when her gain was from this very estate. When her gain is coming from the very estate, a 50% gain that the 10% would have come from, that's where we say, you know what, you got your thing, be happy. You're right if it comes from a diamond on the street. That, but that's a completely separate uh, th- thing that's taking place. When it's a separate thing if she happens to be rich on her own? Of course, she's still going to inherit the, da- the dowry or 50%. But over here where it's coming within the estate, we're going to say, you know what, and this is the Svarah Heber, listen closely. 10% of the estate was really set aside to take care of you. That's what we're going to say. Now that you're getting 50% of the estate, so that 10% is built into the 50%, and therefore, you're not going to get your dowry in addition. So does the other sister have to return the 10%? No, Since no, she already return? got it. That was hers. That was already hers. So you have to have a chasen in order to take your 10%? Do you have to have what? The chasen. Can you just take your 10%. Yeah, of that? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it has to be set aside for us for a dowry for the a specific chasm. Amar Ameymar said, A daughter is considered an inheritor of the 10%. Okay, this is new. Because remember, what did we say before? She has a lien on the property. She's like a creditor. Is that the proper word? Not debtor. Creditor is the one who's owed the money, right? Yes. Think so? Yeah. Yes. So, it. Okay. So a creditor, before we said she's like a creditor to 10% dowry, a 10th dowry is like a creditor to her. Therefore, if the lands were sold, um, she could still go and take it back. Now we're saying no. She gets it as if it's an inheritance. It's an inheritance. Amale Ravashila, la'amemar. Ilu boyle saluke bezuze. If let's say they want to tell her that you can't have the land that we sold. Don't take the land. See, the brother sold the land. She's going to go and say, no, no, no. That's my dowry. What if the brother say to her, keep the sale. We're going to look look dumb over here. Please don't nullify the sale and make us pay back. You know what we'll do to you? We'll give you the value. We'll give you 10% of dad's estate in cash. We'll give you cash. Are you going to tell me they can't do that? She's coming for 10%. So what are you going to do? Take the land that was sold. What if they tell her, take money? They can't do that? You know what he says? And yeah, they can't. If she wants land, they can't buy her out with money. She says, one second. I don't understand. They want to say that you can't get a specific piece of land are you going to tell that they can't yeah it is incredible not only can they not stop her from taking land they can't stop her from taking a specific piece of land so there was a piece of land in the estate that she wants that she's got her eye on and now it's time for her dowry she can go after that land. Mom is incredible. So it's coming as a credit. No, it's, well, a what credit. Is it's more than 10%. So not. You can only take up to the value that you're zech. That and the rest of the land will stay in the sale. Ravash, Yom Ravash says, Bas, by las A daughter is considered a creditor. Now, if we consider her a standard creditor, what that means is that we can actually force her to take money. Okay? V'af, ameymar, hoder, You should know, ameymar who originally uh, said that she could take a specific piece of land that's how strong of an arm she has to demand that which is hers for dowry backed off of that how do you know that Amemar backed off and ultimately held that maybe that she's going to be a regular creditor that is just entitled to cash Rav braid because Rav Nihumi says the name of Rav Nihumi. I was with Amemar when a woman came to him. And she said, I got married. I want 10% of my dad's property. I need my 10%. And I saw that his das was the eboy that if she wants, that I'm sorry, that if they want, to send her out with the money, she was there, I want my 10%. Amemar, he says, I, I saw the way Amemar handled this, and he seemed to go up an avenue, where he turned to the brothers and said, listen, give her 10% in cash, and get out of here. Okay? Have a misalukla They would have been able to do that. Why? the because we heard the the um, because we heard from the brothers amri law that the brothers had said to her ilu zuze if we would have had the money if the money would be available we'll give that to you so and guess what happened this is what the brothers put the offer into her and what did Amemarduve do and he was quiet. He didn't say anything. Now, if the halacha is that they can't send her off for cash, he should have said, "Hey, that's not a, that's not a tariff." So you see from over here that Amimar agrees you stand their creditor, stand their creditor, and you can't demand a specific piece of land. Okay, Gavaldik, beautiful. Now says the Gemara. Now that we're establishing a daughter, an orphan daughter's dowry to be like a balas khayv. this 10% of the estate that she could take as her dowry is coming to her as a balas chayv, the abay, the are we going to say that who owes her this money now? Is it coming from her old man? Is it coming from her father, who's dead? Or is it coming from the brothers? Now who cares? Who cares? It's mental gymnastics who cares whether she could collect from, from mid-level land with a shvua, without a shua or ziburis with a shua my, what is the halacha now the halacha is if I owe money to somebody else and I ultimately do not repay so I could take land that's indebted to me from beninus from mid-level. Now, remember, we learned previously... Without a shibur. Huh? Without a shibud even, right? With, if you have a chayv... With, 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 with a shibud. With a shibud. Yeah. It's a shebud. So, well, land is going to be to a So I could collect from mid-level land. They can't... The, whoever owes me the money cannot say, oh, I'll give you the junk. I'll give you four mountains that doesn't produce anything but it's got some sort of value for grazing. No. I, I, could, I could demand something easier. By Yerusha, it's coming from the father as an inheritance. So we know Yerusha could be given as iburis. So that's the Shiloh. We want to know: Is it going to come from the father, or is it coming from the brother? Fine. Tashmad <laughs> Ravina Agbei the Ravashi Ravina took care of the, you know, the the court ruling for Ravashi's daughter. Mimar b'rayd the from Mar the son of Ravashi b'ena neshvila b'shvua and he collected b'ena neshv without shvua m'brayd breidurav the Sama b'rayd also Ziburus b'shvua he took Ziburus with shvua so you see that she's considered to have a lean on the achim it's coming from the brothers it's not coming from the fathers Shalachli <speaking> Rav <in> Nachemiyah b'rayd the Rav Yosef Rav Nachemiyah sent a shayla. If two, when a woman comes in front of you to collect her dowry, she could collect uh, uh, um, 10% from the property, even from the land that the millstone sits on, which doesn't really have value. That's a pretty worked out land, you know, like underneath a swing set, uh, the, the, the muddy spots without any grass that the kids' feet. You know, create. So he says you could even you uh, could even take from there. Now, according to this, it seems like it's coming from the father because that's Ziburis. Um, Rabashi, Ravashi says base. We uh, would collect, take the ten percent of her dowry, even from rent that would come in for the estate. Okay, whatever those uh, those, those payments that are that are due, fine. Now the added chiddush over here is is that this is not real property it's not real property um, but since it's, it's a rent so me, metaltum would real property would be karka yes he's considering rental money to be karka you think it's cash right. you right. think cash it's metalclum? but he says he would allow the pro, the the value that came in for rent payments he considered that to be mashubid and that was considered real estate. Shalach Rav Anan Ravuna. Listen to this story, Chavra. It's wild. Wild. Listen to what happens. Rav Anan, to Amiram, there's a reason why the Gemara is going to say this story. Rav Anan sent the Shaila to Ravuna. Huna, Chavrin, Shalon. Huna, how are you? How are you, Huna? Is that sound too respectful? That's no. I want to tell you something. When a woman comes in front of you, Agba eh, take ten percent for her. Have a So Rav Sheshis was sitting there. Omar Lay says to him, Zil go tell Rav Anan, who just told me to take this ten uh, percent. Go tell tell him, and I'll put you in Khirim. man, this person will be in delight delay if you don't tell him. Meaning. He responds, Anan says, hey Huna, by the way, if a woman comes to you, give him 10%. Huna, Rav Huna, tells Rav Sheshas, go, t- who, Rav, who, right? says, go, go tell Rav Anan, who just spoke to me like that, go tell Rav Anan, and I'll put you in Khirim if you don't tell it to him like this, tell him like this, Anan, Anan, mimi kakoi, oi mimi taltoloi. How should I give it the 10%? From land or metaltalin? Movable objects. Uman Yosef Bey Marzecha Beresha. And I want to know who sits in the top of Marzecha. Now I'll tell you what Marzecha is. But this is a sneak peek. Pretend like we don't know. Marzecha is in a house of mourning, who sits at the head of the table? But that's not what Ravuna sent back to Rav Anam. He sent Rav back. He said, Rav you better tell Anan like this. Anan, Anan. First of all, oh, I have a question. Should, should they collect from Karkar Metatlin when they come to me in, in court? It's being a little sarcastic over here. And he says, also, by the way, um, who sits at, I also I just have a Shaila, who sits at the, in the top in, in, in a marzecha? He gave him a claw. What do you mean a claw? A clow. clow. In, in, no, yeah. not a real clow. He's asking him a question. He's asking him a question. So, also Rav Ravan, my my dear master Rav Anan, says, Listen, Rav Huna Rabba, he says, You know, Rav Anan, you are my Rebbe. However, Rav Huna Rabbe the Rabba, Rav Huna is my Rebbe too. He told me, You can put me in a if I don't tell you the following. If he wouldn't have told me to do this, I'm not going to say it. So, here we go. Anan, Anan. Those are the words. Don't we tell you? Anan, anan. Should I give it from the karkar And who sits at the head in the marzecha? So also Ravana Mar- so went in front of Marukva. So Ravana went in front of Marukva. Lei Mar Be He says, look, "Look, look what was sent to me." He told me, "Anan, anan." He called me my name twice, my first name twice. And also this question about Marzeika. I never heard of it. What in the word? He goes he goes to his friend Marukva. He says, Marukva, what's a Marzecha? What is that? Yes, the Shilah, never heard of it. Right? So he goes to his friend, a good friend. He goes to Marukva. No? Huh? So Layyadana Mayu Omar Marukva says, Well, Emily, tell me, easy. Which uh, Rashi has expression of now. Have. W- 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 tell me w- what's going on here. W- w- why is he? S- w- what exactly did he tell you? So Amalei, so Ravana said, listen. I sent him a shy, I, I you know I I, I told him uh, that he's got to take his ten percent, and he sent back to me these two things. Amale Marukva says, Chaver, listen closely. This is a good friend. This is a Marukva's being a good friend to and He says. Gavra de You're somebody. You're a chashuv. You're a rav. You're a ravanan. But you're a person who doesn't know what a marzicha is. Sholach of You're the chutzpah, the center of huna. Huna Huna, my friend. I want to tell you something. Take when a woman comes to you for a dowry from the estate. That's got to be ten percent. Maruk was telling his. This is a good friend. He says, Ravon, you're coming to me, you don't know what's going on. Let me tell you something. The, the way you spoke to Ravun in the beginning was not proper. You have to know who's who. That's the story. There's a lot to learn from this. First of all, the fact that the Gemara even finds it necessary to teach me this means it's a message. There's a message that I have to know what went on between Amiram. We have to know the message of how, even if you're a big Amira, how to talk to another Amira. You could be a Tamil chacham. you have to know who's who. And if somebody's greater than you, just because they have the same title, still demands that you send respect. And if somebody's disrespected, they have a responsibility to send back a stark message. Now, what's the all-time question, though? Says, Gemara, my marzecha. What's a marzecha now? Right? Like the famous story, this guy's looking for a chash of son-in-law, he goes to yeshiva, he asks a question, nobody, a, whoever can answer this question can be my son-in-law, right? Nobody knows the answer. He leaves, finally one guy runs after, no, at least tell me the answer, I won't be your son-in-law, at least tell me the answer. He says, ah, oh, you're yes, m's. I'll take you. yeah. yeah. So my what is that? It says, it's an oval, it's a mourner. It says, Don't go to a house of marzeiach, a house of mourning. Now, Rabov, Rabavel says, Mesa Baraish. So now that we said, an Avel sits at the head of the table in a base marzach. Right? So how do you know this? Shinamarad says, Evkar Darkam, I'll choose their Derech, their path, the Eshevraish, I'll sit at the head, at the Eshgoin, and I will dwell there. Kimelech like a king, Bigdud amongst his soldiers, Kasher Velim the same way um, in Avel is comforted. Yenachem achirum mashmas. This is where Yenachim means somebody who consoles others. Not that that's the per- person coming to the house of mourning, not the mourner himself. I'm you know It's written Yenucham, which means the the Aval himself. says we do from here, the there's going to be a lot of mourning that's going to come close. Mar Nasasar Person who's bitter, uh, at the time of bitterness, they should be sitting at the head of the table. It says the Gemara to wrap up this idea. Here we go, Amar Ravah. Ravah says, When When a Yisayma, an orphan, goes to take her dowry, so she takes from land, she cannot go and demand that money back from movable objects. This refers both to her sustenance, and for Parnasa period, end of that Gemara. Here we go. Next Mishnah. Hamashlish Listen closely. When people leave estates over to their children, very often they're going to put um, is the word provisions. They put uh, the stipulations in the will that if uh, if my child is younger than a certain age. I don't want them to have access to more than X Y and Z. Okay? So what do you do? The estate is overseen by a appointed trustee. So you have a father Hamashlish You have a father who appoints a trustee to give a dowry for his daughter. Yeah? The guy's the guy's on his way out of this world. So he appoints a trustee, bali Alai. Now he says, she says I trust she says to the trustee, it's okay, give me everything I trust my husband I don't need you as the trustee overseeing the estate. I trust my husband that if I come into the estate with stuff to, if I, to, to come in with, uh, with my he's not going to use it up says the Mishnah you listen to the father you don't listen to the daughter Rabbi Yasi says if it was a field and she wanted to sell it she could sell it already hence we listen to her Rabbi Yasi is saying a very simple idea he says like this a girl could sell her property so if she says to the trustee you know what instead of bringing it into the uh, into my marriage as a dowry and, you know, I trust my husband to not use it up and he'll give it back to me ultimately at the end. The mayor says, no, 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 listen to the father. says, basically, what's the point of listening to the father? Isn't it hers? Yeah. If she would decide to sell it right now, could she sell the field right now? Yeah. So it's completely in her control. Now, what's not clear now is how old she is. She might be too young to sell, that would be a different story. So that's what the Gemara is going to have to clarify here. But says Rabbi Yaisi, if she has control over what to do, so then, um, so then uh, there's no svar, there's no logic to, to, uh, for, for the trustee to withhold it from her. When is this true? When she's an adult, she's capable of selling it by herself. But katana ain't maise katana the Maise katana is not anything, and therefore Rabbi Yaisi would not argue with Rebbe Mayer. A person uh, appoints his son-in-law to be, uh, or appoint a trustee on behalf of his son-in-law to purchase a field to be nechseim of his daughter. marries, and she says, eh, just give it to my husband." Minan if it was after an her be other she could do that. Min but if it was only after erison, so then it's not yet uh, the, the dowry. So then, Yasa Hashalish Mashuhusis Biyada. The trustee has listened to the will of the father. Rebbei says, "She's older. Even assuming an heiress, she's Biyada. She can do what she wants. Again, why? Because she has the ability to sell it. So there's no difference. Ketana. She's a ketana. Even assuming an heiress, and Yasa Hashalish Mashuhusis Biyada. She's a ketana. So then, no matter what." You got to listen to the dead. The trustee has listened to the dead. My be What's the difference. Elem, movie going to do with them is katana manasu be naiyo that a katana so she's 10 years old but she hasn't a su indra mayor subservus. The other mayor will say that if she wanted to go to her husband we'll listen. If you also base the and nami even if it's in suin gudai len katana That can't be the khirish because emasefa. Let's look at the end of the mission we said up obuk katana. she's a katana ain' my sa katana kum. So then she can not accomplish anything. She can't create um, any Kenyan she can't take away uh, she can't create an acquisition she can't make an acquisition on her own Haman Katonila who taught that last statement of if it's a katana in my katana klum if you're going to tell him you you going to tell me it's her he already told us in the first part of the re- mission not to listen to her when she's a katana Said he's just being redundant Rabbi said in the beginning of our Mishnah, If it was a field that she wanted to sell, she could do it. That logic would only apply if she's a G'dayla, if she's an adult who could sell. But if she's a katana who can't sell, she would not be listened to. So I already know we're not going to listen to a katana from the ratio of Rabbi So the Seifa wouldn't be an added Chidish, wouldn't be an added novel idea. Therefore, Rabbi cannot be the one who said, ketana in my katana club. So who is the author of that statement? el You're going to tell me it's your mayor. And you're going to tell me that we're missing a piece of the Mishnah here. That according to the mayor, the trustee does whatever the father wanted him to do. And when do we say the trustee always listens to the father? That's Mena that's if there was only Arisan, because it's it's not completely hers with Nesuin yet. It's still Airisan, the father's estate still has some element of control and therefore we're not going to listen to her. other. But if it's after Nesuin, so then we should listen to her. But would that be true by Gedaila? she's a katana, in We're not gonna listen to her because she's still a katana. So the bottom line is that if you have a girl who's a katana, we never listen to her. Everybody's going to agree. If she's a Katana, we don't listen to what she wants. <speaking in Hebrew> the difference between Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Meir is going to be G'dayla from Erison. Why? Since she's a G'dayla, she has the ability to sell. But since she only had Erison, she didn't move in with her husband yet. So then Rabbi Meir is still going to say, you listen to the trustee, the trustee has, listen to the father. Why? Because there's only arisen. shouldn't fully move in. So the dowry is not meant to be put into use yet. We learned, hun Yudah Meshwur, Yudah said the name of Shmur, Allah, Rabbi Yaisi. The Allah follows Rabbi Yaisi, that we will listen to her, if she's a G'daylam and an because she has the ability to sell it right now. Rav Omar, Nachman, Rav says, in the name of Rav Nachman, Allah, Rabbi Meir, two dots. The Allah is like Rav Meir. And now we're going to wrap up today's daf with a story. Alright, now this story kicks in in the middle of a story. So there's, a, there's a well-known story of how Rabbi Echenon became Rabbi Echenon, And that is, Gemara in Tainis tells us that there were two big, two chosh of a yeshiva Bukhrim, Their name was Rabbi Echenon and Ophah. And they both needed Parnasa. So they decided to take a boat overseas to go earn a living. They had to go to a faraway place. They push it. They simply could not get by. So they get on the boat and the Gemara and tells that Rabbi Echanan heard a voice saying that one of them are going to be Zeichah to be a leader of a yeshiva. So he turns to Ufa, he says, no, who's going to be Zaikha? Ufa says, who what? He's like, you know, the, you know the, what, what, we just, what we just heard. Ufa's like, heard what? Rabbi Echinon's like, okay, nothing. And he took that as a message that if he's the only one who heard, him and Ufa were in the same yeshiva, same shear, same level learning, He's like I'm going to take that as a message. HaKadosh this Hu who's giving me a personal message to go back to to uh, the Yeshiva. And Lamisa Elfa went off in uh, in business and Rabbi, Echanan, Rabbi Echanan went back and he became one of he became Rabbi Echanan, right, and he became uh, one of the roshe yeshiva. Okay. Now when Elfa came back from his business trip, he made his money. So Ilfa comes back and everybody says, Oh, Ilfa, Oh, Revei became Rashiva. Oh, you decided to be a businessman. If you would have come back with Revei you also could have been big stuff. And Ilfa says, What, a businessman can't be a Talmud Chachem? And here we go. That's where Gamara Gemara picks up, middle of the Misa. Ilfa, Avshei machusa. Ilfa climbed all the way up to the top of the sail of the ship. Okay, he came back. He's coming back. And he went all the way up. Amari said, if anybody can tell me anything in the yeshiva of Rebchia and Reb and I can't prove that statement from the Mishnah I'll jump off and I'll die. I still know my beans. Everybody stop dissing me. See, he, he's like threatening to commit suicide over here. You know what I mean? So what do you think? A guy's like, if you ask me any question, I'll jump. What are you going to say? Nobody's going to ask him a question. Except for one old guy who's like, you know what? Fine. You want to be a Meshuggah? Fine. <laughs> no, I don't know. But it's just funny when he says, somebody asked me a question. I would have thought nobody's going to ask him. Who, who wants to take a risk? But says the Gemara, And that elder, elder guy comes along. He's like, alright. He says, let me teach you something. He says, This is very, very appropriate to the case we gave before, people writing their wills—they don't want their children to have more than X amount until a certain age. A guy says before he dies, "Give a shekel a week to my sons." And now they really need a as two shekel. Inflation, yeah. Rabiel. it was a tough. It was a tough day today. We'll wait for tomorrow. <laughs> Right, inflation. So, a guy says, "Give my kids a, a shekel," and it turns out the cost of living goes up major. So, nice to them Salah. Well, even though he already told the trustee when he died to give them hundred dollars a week, if you can't live off of two hundred dollars a week, you give the two hundred. However, Vim Omar al Titnu el shekel. He <inaudible> says to the trustee, "I want you to give them only." A shekel, it is. Islam, ela shekel. The imamar, imesu, or if he says, and then, I'm sorry, Islam, then they only get shekel, even with inflation. If he says only, you get only. The imamar also, if the father says, imesu, if my sons die, I want to inherit the rest of my estate. If my kids, something happens to them. I want other people to get the rest of the money, then, then, it, why would you say that? It must be, you really want the possibility of other people inheriting you too. So then we're going to say, we don't, we don't work with inflation. We stick with the original shekel a week. Because the father wants that there's money left over for other people to possibly inherit as well. So this was the statement that this elderly person says to Ofa, and he says, Ofa, Show me a Mishnah that proves this halacha. Omar lay, Ofa said, Hamani, I'll tell you who's the Tana, top of tomorrow's daf, Rabbi Meir hi, to Omar, mitzvah l'kayim, it's the final statement of Meir, says it's a mitzvah to be mekayim, the words of the mace. Omar Ravchis to Omar Marukvah, Huchsa is, Ben she' Omar tenu, Ben she' Omar altetnu, Na'islam kol tzorachim. Ravchis says name of Marukvah, automatically, by the way, whether he says give them a shekel or whether he says only give them a shekel, if there's inflation, we do add. <laughs> Aye, we said a is like mayor, and you got to listen. That's elsewhere. If people know there's inflation, cost of living goes up, and we're going to say, even if Father says only give a shekel, he wants you to be able to support them according to what the cost of living is. I said, so "Why do you say only?" Vad Amar Hachi, and this said, he said, "Only to teach them how to budget, to be mazara's them. These kids never worked a day in their lives. They don't know what it means to earn uh, money and had to, had you know, and, and how to separate this. You know what he says? Only a shekel, You know why he said that? Because otherwise they're going to go out and, uh, and buy a Lamborghini They're to go uh, squander their money on stupidity. So he says, only I cause he said, oh, "Not." It's just teach them how to budget. But if budget, cost of living, this is what they need, the trustees are obligated to give them according to the inflation. We'll hold it here, Bejem. Tomorrow, we will pick up from Tanan Hassam and be to finish the sixth parak of the Haligam Mesechis We'll hold it here for this evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, everybody.